it's going to be some person in, in, you know, that's going to, you know, figure, figure it out for each industry. And you, you know, it's still so early that you could be that person. So just a lot of opportunity here. You're listening to the Royal Society of Medicine's Digital Health podcast series from the Digital Health Council, where we aim to support healthcare innovation by disseminating knowledge of expert leaders at the Royal Society of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Marla Morkin. Welcome back to season three, and I'm so excited because there's been so many developments in digital health since we last had a podcast. To kick off with season three, we're going to be speaking with Alex Taub, who's CEO and co-founder of Upstream. Alex is a trusted expert in Web3, and he even launched his own NFT project in 2021 called Illuminati NFT. We speak with him about what the rise in NFTs could mean to community projects and to public services such as healthcare. We also discuss the first steps that you can take to get involved in healthcare and NFTs. All views expressed in this episode are of the speakers themselves. So let's jump right into the conversation. Enjoy. I mean, because I think everyone just blinked and suddenly we're in Web3. How did we get here? How did your journey get here? Tell us a bit. Give us some background. Yeah, I mean, Web3 is just a, a word for like this new sort of, you can call it like a revolution. I think, you know, in our life, there's been a few big jump forwards. Uh, obviously, getting on the internet was a pretty big one. That happened when we were probably a little bit younger. Um, mobile phone, I can remember distinctly, like before mobile phone, after, like, n- not mobile phone, but iPhone specifically, before iPhone, after iPhone. I think Web3 is going to be something similar to that. I think it's really about just ownership. In the end of the day, it's like you use these things, websites, apps, et cetera, and you don't really have any ownership into it. You don't really have any upside into it besides the value you get from those things. Mm-hmm. I think I think Web3 is going to be like the, the, the word I keep going back to is like own, O-W-N, like ownership. And I think that's going to be the big trend for web three is people are just going to own the things that they're using and they're buying as opposed to sort of just using them, if that makes sense. So when did this happen? I mean, it's been happening for some time. I think, I think the, um, the sort of, this sort of went into super sort of Nova sometime this past summer where people were just like, Oh, this is like, I, I think about it from community right? From community mm-hmm. angles. So community, I talk to people, when I talk to people these days, I say community 1.0 is very like, you know, IRL. It was geolocated. It was, um, you know, it was, uh, where'd you grow up? Is like maybe the town you're a sports fan of. I'm a New Yorker, so I'm a Knicks fan. You know, you're from London, you might be a Man- Manchester United fan. You know, you from Brazil, you might be a fan of the Brazil national team. Um, you know, where were you born, you know, geolocated, where'd you go to school? Maybe you're friends with people you went to school with, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what religion do you practice? You know, maybe you're Jewish, maybe you're Christian, maybe you're Muslim, you know, the synagogue you go to, the, the mosque, the church you go to will depend on, you know, where you're from. So that's like community 1.0. It's like geolocated. It's, it's where you're based. Then there's community 2.0, which is like online interest groups. Think, discord think reddit communities think facebook groups think whatsapp slack telegram i mean the list goes on and on and um 
the idea is like there there is somebody out there with the same interest as you um like i've never found someone with a singular interest that nobody else in the world has so like finding that person online is was a big revolution and that was like like call it url so like irl is community 1.0 url is community 2.0 um and that's that, that that's amazing you know, being able to find you know common interest with people on the internet community 3.0 at least the promise of community 3.0 is is ownership it's instead of like you know it is irl it is url but the the main change is like you actually own a piece of it uh and maybe that means upside financial maybe it just means that you have decision making powers um it's the concept of a dao uh you know the decentralized autonomous organization so um you know but i think community know the word is own o-w-n and that that's the word sort of that describes it to me and then instead of just joining a community and you know whether it's financially paying the admin to join, you're, you're, the money's going directly into the community, and you have ownership and voting power and upside on on what actually happens. And I think that's what's the big sort of jump for me, and that that just makes a lot of sense as like sort of like where the future is going here. And I love the way that you explain that um, about the the kind of the transition there that we've all taken and why we're going there. And I think that that change in mindset of what people want now and what they value and having that ownership is really important. And I suppose particularly for this group of listeners who are interested in the healthcare space specifically as well. I mean, that transition is really apparent, right? Going from in-person care to online care to having a decision a bit more about what healthcare looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you should still trust your doctors and stuff. I mean, <laughs> shouldn't put it to a doubt whether vote, or not yeah. the medicine or not. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think the world is. I think a lot of a lot of the stuff for other industries like politics, medicine, health, is going to be more of like transparency. Mm. I think it's like when I think of like a DAO in with politics, right? I think of like my local government in Miami and having a budget and having that budget be sort of like transparent and how that money's being used and what it's being used on, how that voting is happening. I could see a future where your local government needs to be on the blockchain or, or some equivalent where you all the movements of money are like transparent. And like, if it's not, then like you're hiding something. I think that there's like totally a world that that could exist. I think that also has to do with maybe like nonprofits and specifically, um, you know, uh, you know, health organizations, what they're doing, how they're doing it, make it like super transparent. Um, now that doesn't necessarily mean it's on the blockchain, but that's the that's the sort of, like the the whole the whole sort of innovation here is programmable money or pro, like the sort of the blockchain is programmable money. So I used to give you 20 bucks, you got 20 bucks, that was it. Now you could like program what that money does. Maybe I give you 20 bucks and then it turns into, you know, uh, 20,000 smaller transactions. I, I'm making it up, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just saying like, that's where the sort of the, the, the evolution or the or the innovation came from um so it, you know it's a great question i don't have all the answers um 
contrary to proper belief. I, I don't have <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, I think you do secretly. <laughs> no, but I, I'm just I'm very excited about the space. I mean, listen, it's really early. Like right now, on uh, in the NFT space, the DAO space, it's like building a website in the 1990s. Like only a few people knew how to do it, mm-hmm. and like it's very crude and it's very rudimentary. Um, but I think like, you know, a DAO right now, like an NFT project that has 10,000, you know, fuzzy flamingos, you know, isn't, is, is, is a really like basic way to use an NFT. So people who come out and say like NFTs are this, NFTs are that, I'm like, we're like in the first, we're in batting practice. We're in the first inning of what an NFT really looks like. Um, I think the biggest like thing is going to be around music and NFTs. I know a bunch yeah. of artists who've made more money doing small things on NFTs than they've made their entire life, you know, on Spotify and YouTube and whatever. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this sort of space evolves, but I wouldn't judge the book by its current cover. I think it's, it's just people are trying to figure out the use cases right now. So it's just really rudimentary right now. And it's interesting the way that, that we've already got a few use case studies that you're pulling out, like the music, like each of these different things that we can do. Because, I mean, we met um, because you very, uh, very kindly let me host a digital health community on your startup called Upstream, which for mm-hmm. those that don't know is phenomenal and everyone needs to go and download it right now. But the whole point of it was that we were hosting some online conversations about digital health with some cool digital health leaders and anyone in the world was dialing in and it was such fascinating discussions and we'd go into breakout spaces. Then at some point, you mm-hmm. very well spotted the um, the next step in that, that there was going to be a, a transition of taking these communities a bit on. I think the digital health community is a bit further behind here and we'll definitely have to catch up. But I mean, I mean, was t- talk to us about where you saw, I mean, was there like a, a pin drop moment when you were just having a discussion, you went, right, we need to change our startup to really pivot into what's coming now. Yeah, um, I don't really look at it as a pivot. I look at it as like a, an upgrade to some degree. Um, so my co-founder and I are like, we worked at, uh, my co-founder, Michael, we worked at uh, one of the earlier uh, tech companies in the in the blockchain crypto space called Dwala. This was from 2012 to 2014. At the time, Bitcoin was like five bucks. I did not own enough to not be here right now. So... <laughs> Or I did at one point, but I sold most of it on, on, on you know, when I went to $50, I was like, oh, I'm rich. This is great. <laughs> um, anyway, the long and the short of it is we've been in, we sort of were like perfectly aligned. So we're building a community product. We had knowledge on crypto and blockchain. And my co-founder, you know, uh, was really sort of well-versed in solidity and, and just all this stuff that you need, you would need to do. So we ended up um, being in the right place at the right time, building a community product uh, with crypto, sort of right with knowledge of crypto. And um, we, it was over the summer where we were just like, what's the future of community? What does that look like? And let's build towards that, you know? So we're not losing any of the event stuff, any of the community stuff. That's still really important. The office hours, 
that stuff is really, really important. And actually, I think that's our competitive advantage for anyone else that's trying to build in this space specifically around DAOs is like, we understand the community. We understand we built, we built it, but now we're just, instead of adding like a paid community type of experience, we're just saying, hey, you can launch a, a DAO and actually have ownership in the community um, and decision-making power in the community. And I think that's special. I think that has potential to be really big. So um, it was sort of this natural evolution of just being a little bit right place, right time. And have you personally got any kind of within the healthcare space, have you seen any interesting projects that kind of have developed as you've been developing in this space as well um, that you've had your eye on? You don't have to say if, it, if it's no, under wraps. I, no, I haven't seen anything interesting in the healthcare in in crypto. Um, I sort of wish I had, uh, but no, I haven't, I haven't seen anything that I was like, oh, that's the play or that's the company or that's like a really interesting, I haven't seen anything, um, which means that there's just opportunity because I think every space is going to eventually have some use case in this space. You know what I mean? So, um, but no, I haven't, I haven't seen anything interesting yet, which, which just means we're early. Exactly. And I suppose there's been a few things that have popped up about, you know, encouraging mental health and in, uh, even some of the oh, DAOs yeah, that are putting mental health one. There is an NFT mental health one called Dino Monks, um, started by uh, uh, Roman, who's uh, the head of uh, partnerships for Zed. Uh, Dino Monks is a uh, community around uh, mental health. Um, they're one of the first I saw. The, the issue here, I'll, I'll be honest, the issue mm -hmm. here is a lot of people who got into the NFT world and the crypto world, or at least specifically NFT, came in through something called NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot uh, started by Dapper Labs. That was, the, that was the first thing that a lot of people got into. So a lot of sports fans, a lot of gamblers, a lot of, as people say, the word degens, <laughs> it's short for degenerates. It's meant in a warm way of like just de degenerate gambling like it's a, it's a fond way to talk about somebody but um usually when you say the word degenerate it's not fun so <laughs> but um so a lot of those people so got into this so it's it's interesting it's obviously very heavy mail um and it's you know in the end of the day i look at it as like there's pro progression so right now the type of people who are into this stuff are sports fans, gamblers, people who like, you know, secret societies, people who like, um, you know, conspiracy theories or things like that. Um, starting to see more comic book slash superhero um, NFT projects, you know, from there, probably like role-playing the Dungeons and Dragons, the Ma Magic the Gathering type of people are going to come. Um, like, so the reason I'm saying all this is health and wellness, mental health, the uh, people like, uh, you know, the Goop or Gwyneth Paltrow types of the world, they're just not there yet. Like they're buying, they're, maybe they're buying other NFTs, but they're not there in terms of their followers don't have an Ethereum wallet or like a MetaMask wallet with Ethereum in it. They're just not there yet. And when you're launching a project, when your audience isn't 
there and they don't have the money in the right currency and like they don't care about it, it's just really hard. It's just really, really hard to sell out. It's really hard to build a community when like the people aren't there yet. So I think that that's where mental health is right now. It's just, it's like come back in a year and they're probably onboarding. Um, but it's like an interesting progression that's happening right now. And they're just not the, you know, the, the, you know, a lot of people are trying to do things to bring on communities of, you know, um, either disadvantaged groups or women or people of color or whatever, trying to bring them on and trying to get projects. There's a lot, like there's been an explosion of female PFP projects because there's like, okay, this is a bunch of dudes. We gotta, we gotta change this. It can't just be only guys. Um, and, and it's, it's, a, it takes time. That's really the, 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 the thing, you know, it takes time, but I know a lot of people are actively working on trying to onboard uh, other types of communities. Um, and it's going to take a concerted effort to be able to do that. Oh, I just, I wish I could box this all up and like remember everything. Well, luckily it's a podcast. I can listen to it back as many you times as I want. But, <laughs> but I, I, you know, the, the difficult, when you said it is so true that the communities that would buy into these projects just aren't there yet. I mean, this is the opportunity right now for everyone to kind of start learning about it and yeah. to kind of take and how that. do you onboard the next million people? So you how know? do you tell me? <laughs> if I knew the answer, I would do it. <laughs> um, it's, it's education. It's education. It is, there's usually like a, pro, a pro, like a process that people go through in terms of like buying their first NFT selling their first NFT for profit, um, joining a community and feeling like belonging. There's a lot of that that has to happen. Um, and it's gonna take, it's gonna take time. It just takes time. It takes time to like, there needs to be a project that comes out that it's a, for a lot of people's first NFT. Honestly, I think the thing that happened that bridges the gap the most is gonna be uh, Coinbase NFT. So right now, the, something to understand is everyone who uses MetaMask, it's called a hot wallet, self-custodial, meaning you're managing it, you're managing the security of it, you're managing all aspects of it. That's not great, and that's why a lot of people get hacked, because they click on a link, poof, everything's gone. Click on a bad link, they, 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 they try to, oh, they got a message that there's a, a flash sale going on right now. That never happens. It's a scam. It's phishing. It's like... It's the old grandma email that says like, oh, like a, a Nigerian prince. Like it's literally the- <laughs> Web3 the, Nigerian prince. <laughs> Web3 Nigerian prince. Um, so how, how, do, how do you solve this? Well, you have something called a custodial account. So if you use Coinbase, if anyone here has ever used Coinbase, um, you don't actually have to manage your, your, you have to manage a username and password and then recommend you add like two-factor authentication, but you don't need to um, you don't need to manage any of the like private keys and any of that stuff. Coinbase does that for you, so it's like there's a hot wallet which is MetaMask, and then there's like a cold wallet or custodial of uh, 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 a, a custodial wallet. Um, and Coinbase NFT is coming out sometime March, April. 
it's like fairly soon same yeah and and then people are not going to have to work like you can literally move all your nfts in there and buy nfts there without having to worry about um you know you click on a link and now well they can't get your stuff because they don't have your username and password and they don't have your two-factor authentication so they don't have your phone number or your 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 off um authorization app um and i think that's going to save a lot of people a lot of heartache and we'll be able to onboard i mean coinbase has like 40 million users or something like that so i think that's going to be a big one i, I would actually look to launch an nft project specifically targeting types of things like that come out in like at the same time as coinbase nft or like right after because you'll 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 be able to like with really great art and a great community around it i think you'll be able to do some interesting things we've had it here fast everyone that's your that's your mission <laughs> to go forward with but um... no, not financial advice <laughs> always always here um, the, okay so question is you've always worked yourself in industries which are 10x's or more right so you've always gone into and one of your best skills um if you don't mind me saying is that you can spot hugely growing industries very quickly get in there and then be able to shape something really exciting now with healthcare it's one of the oldest books that we've got and yet we're seeing mm -hmm. even though we've had this pandemic and a huge um push for online healthcare and digital health we're still seeing one fundamentally so many healthcare problems not solved and the second one is lots of digital health companies are actually either going under we've got MAs, we've got people that aren't able to raise their second round of funding and we haven't really understood the economic model of healthcare because it is a basic fundamental need, right? But yeah. if we look into this space, do you think, and this is the, the million dollar question, but like, do you think that until we have solved fundamentally the basics of how you scale healthcare and how you deliver healthcare at scale appropriately, we won't be able to make it a profitable business model in Web3? Or do you think there's ways of doing it by bypassing the first kind of two hurdles? Yeah, I don't know what Web3 healthcare looks like. I'm trying to think about it. I know I understand like communities. I understand like programmable money, um, but I don't necessarily understand what Web3 healthcare looks like. So I'd have to understand like, what it is and why it is also. Um, yeah, I mean, healthcare- I can give you piece. my thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, please give me. Well, so I, I mean, like what you were saying before, right? And about how it's going in, on per in person, online, et cetera. I mean, my personal opinion is that for Web3 and healthcare, you're gonna have patient-led communities, which are currently sitting on Facebook, Reddit, et cetera, who are trying to understand, you know, sharing thoughts about, let's say someone's got cancer and they've got bowel cancer and they're sharing ideas, they're sharing latest research, they're doing different things, then suddenly you can bring them into a community and they can be the ones that can decide which projects get funded, put some research together for like psychedelic medicines or for, um, for projects looking at a certain type of, you know, cancer cure. They can be the ones that can, um, 
that can bring in different do you see what I mean here they can have a bit more say and and instead of apps coming to them they can be co-creating certain products and services for themselves and and allowing each other to use it within the communities and and spreading it out so I think what we've got right now is healthcare is created for you you go to a hospital and have the service but if we change the model of like the users that understand their own bodies and their own healthcare can create outwardly what could that look like yeah okay no I, I understand that um that's interesting I don't think you need to figure out I think if you could pool money together whether it's grants or donate whatever and like have a group of people decide where it goes that's really interesting I mean from my understanding the the, the way that things get solved in healthcare is typically money and attention mm-hmm. you know that's why a lot of people don't understand like, well, how did the COVID vaccine come so quickly? It's like, well, everyone in the world was affected and there was unlimited amount of money to solve it. So when that happens, like if everyone was affected, if everyone tomorrow had cancer and the, it was, and it was a epidemic and every single person had it, every dollar would go towards salt, like curing it and it will be cured. Trust me. All um, right. So yeah, if it's money and attention and, 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 and that's, and communities can get behind it and find a way to either crowdfund or get donations. And, and yeah, that, that, that could be really interesting. I don't know that you need to solve the general health, healthcare, how that, how that works for, to be able to do interesting things around community. I don't think, I don't think that it requires one before the other. Because healthcare is at the fundamental, it's community, isn't it? That's all it is. It's people coming together to look after each other, um, especially in the UK when you've got the model of the NHS and you've got um, the government looking after you, then you, then you do fundamentally yeah, that's, far, that's foreign to me. <laughs> okay, right. Let's, let's think about the future. Okay, so let's say you're completely new to, to this space. What would you tell people to go and do? They let's say they literally do not have a you know any crypto to their name. They've just heard this and they've gone, okay, well, there's something that's piqued my interest here. Where would you get started? How would you do it? I mean, so though that was a question that kept coming to me. So we started to do a bunch of events on upstream specifically to help that. So we have like a it's like a 10-part series, each one's like half an hour. And it's literally like, what is this? How do I set it up? How do I get involved? It's all on YouTube. You could look up upstream on YouTube. Um, I think we need to upload a lot more videos because we have a, a lot more content. But um, the stuff that's there is, is really helpful. So I would recommend not to toot my own horn, but like literally I got this question a million times. So I just made the videos. So there's a few uh, uh, like just look for part one, part two, part three. Like it's just it goes in order. And that's how I would think about that's like the easiest way to get started is just watch those videos, listen, set it up. I literally go through everything. Um, and that's that's how I get started. Okay, wonderful. Well, look, this has been so amazing to talk to you. Is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with today at all? No, I mean, I think I think right now it's like, we're, we're again, we're, we're really early. We're still figuring it out. Not every space is here yet. So um, educate yourself, read. You know, don't click on every link. Be careful. <laughs> That's the first thing I would say is just like really be careful. Like there's so many ways to get hacked. 
And then I would say, you know, ultimately it's going to be some person in, in, you know, that's going to, you know, figure, figure it out for each industry. And you, you know, it's still so early that you could be that person. So just a lot of opportunity here. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on the episode. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to another episode and to listening to season three. I mean, I had such a blast speaking with Alex today and learning about Web3 and NFTs. We have some really cool upcoming events happening at the Royal Society of Medicine's Digital Health section, and I'd love for you to be there. Head on down to the Royal Society of Medicine's website to learn more about the upcoming events. Bye for now.